Hello, my name is Ben. My name's Amaya. And we are your hosts of the Two Vague Podcast this week. Woo! <laughs> Woo indeed. Get excited about the word this week. Yes. Anything new and exciting? So much new and exciting. We're on the healing journey. Okay. Yeah. And that, that is our word. The word is heal. Yes. The word is heal. Get re- Let's get right into it, right? Yeah, let's do it. You say you're on a healing journey currently. Yes. Is that because there have been a lot of things going on in your life? Lots of very drastic adjustments that have happened in my personal life forced me to realize that healing is what I need to do. <laughs> mm, okay. Licking yeah. my wounds, taking my time to heal, and then come back hotter, different better. It's a process. It's a weird process. Some days you're feeling like you're ahead of the curve and then other days you're like, absolutely the fuck not. (laughs) There is a part where there's a natural way, a natural thing that happens with healing. But then also you have to, in some cases, be aware of if there is something you're doing in order to heal, right? Yeah. Or something to help the healing process, you need to be motivated to, to do, do whatever it. that is. Yes. For example, you told me about the hot girl walk on the last. <laughs> That's something that I think it's building strength, but also heals mentally because I get to process yeah. some things, process those emotions while I'm doing that. And weird stuff will come up. And yeah. that's just part of it. It's almost meditative. A hundred percent. Oh my God, I did it again. Guys, that's the last time I'm going to be saying a hundred percent on the Two Vague podcast. You hear it from me now. <laughs> And you'll never hear it again, okay? Promise. What about totally? Uh, no, totally and 100% are being taken out of my vocab starting now. Hold me accountable. We're gonna, we are going to hold you this accountable. This is for the audience. If you hear it again, like punch yourself in the face for me because I can't I can't say that anymore. It's too much. Wait, wait a second. Yeah. You want them to punch themselves in the face for, for you. For me, yeah. That doesn't seem like a, a bad thing. It doesn't. It seems like bad for them. Exactly. So I don't feel the pain, but I see the pain, or I, I at least okay, can acknowledge you, the pain you, that somebody else is in. You feel responsible for the pain. Extremely responsible, yeah. but I don't want to put, do it to myself. You put other people ahead of yes. you. Yes. You drive past a bad car accident, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. But there's a little part of you that's like, thank God it's not me. Like, right. you know, it's right. shitty, but it's like, it's real. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, But that's a mechanism that, You can worry about something. It's the human experience for sure. It really is. As a result of these things that you've been going through, you're on a healing journey. Yes. Right now, which is why you wanted to talk about the word heal. Yes. Let me get into the definition, then we can get back to talking about the types of healing. Okay. The word heal is a verb of a person or treatment to cause a wound, injury, or person to become healthy or sound again. Mm. His concern is to heal sick people. It's a response. Yes. And then also the one that I kind of connect with a little bit more is become sound or healthy again. He would have to wait until his knee had healed. Mm. Alleviate. uh, Time to heal the pain of grief, which also I have a personal connection to this show kind of helps me do that with my Uh, father's death mm. to correct or put right Mm -hmm. an undesirable situation. The rift between them was never really healed. It's subjective. Well, yeah, as is most everything. Yeah. (laughs) Most (laughs) things. Those are the dictionary definitions as reported to you by Oxford. 
Yes. Oxford languages. So the origin of heel is Old English, halen, in the sense of to restore to sound health, Germanic origin related to Dutch, helen, which is spelled the wrong way, like the mm. heel, H-E-E-L-E-N. Back of your ankle. I say the wrong way. It's not the way that we're talking about today. It's not the wrong way. And German, Highland, also in English, whole. Now, I've never heard the whole part of it being used, but it makes sense to become whole mm-hmm. again, right? That, yeah. that would make sense. That's the that, idea that you go back yeah. to that. So, I mean, in that sense of the word, I think the English part of the word heal as to become sense. whole yeah. again. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. I never thought of it that way until I just sat back and had a cup of coffee and pondered. Yeah. So that is our word. What is the first thing you think of when you think of the word heal? Is it current situations? Is there something that is historical that you think of? I think of the fact that like healing doesn't necessarily mean going back to what you were before. Things change and uh-huh. you're once something bad happens, you can't really go back to the way things were to begin with. Right. It's about adjusting and it's about growing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because we're talking about a scab that turns into a scar. Healing really does take time. Mm-hmm. What if I'm picking at the scab and it opens up another wound? You know what right. I mean? Like right. it's a little bit all over the place depending on like who and what and the situation and what's going on. But it also can be simple for other things. I broke my leg and it's going to be healed in a couple months or, you know, whatever. Right. You make a good point. You're returning to a state. It's not always a static state. No. And even in the sense of healing bones, it's not going to be exactly the same. You heal from a sports injury, for example. It's not going to be exactly the same. There are going to be things that have changed or feel different. So the ending point of the healing arc, if you will, is a moving target. It's not necessarily going back to quote unquote normal. Yeah. It's going back to a state that's you're comfortable with being the new new. normal. I think comfort is a big part of healing too, is being able to find the new normal. I don't know, something like that. (laughs) I think comfort is a part of the stress relief Mm. portion that allows one to heal. Sometimes being in a relaxed state makes it a lot easier for those things to occur Mm -hmm. mentally and even probably physically. I mean, your muscles aren't tensed up. You're trying to reach that relaxed state to allow the body or the mind to heal. Healing, like I said, with the podcast, that's something where I created the podcast to deal with the death of my father, mm-hmm. who had listened to me on a couple of shows that I'd been on before. I didn't expect him to listen to them, but he said that he did and mm. that he didn't know what I was talking about, but he was happy that I sounded like I enjoyed myself. You're having a good time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really think too much about it. And then w- when he passed, I thought, that really meant something to me that he cared about my happiness, right? So yeah. that's sort of dedicating this to him in such a way where I'm continuing to make myself happy. It also helped me get over the grief. Of losing him. Although I'm very fortunate that, I mean, I don't know how many times you've dealt with the death of a friend or a family member, but there are instances where 
people go through this, I wish I said, or I wish I did. And I didn't feel that at all with the death of my father. I feel very fortunate that there was nothing left unsaid. That's really nice because a lot of people don't have that experience with death at all. Yeah, it took time. It took time to get there. Just accept it. Even five, six years ago, if that would have happened, if he would have died at that point in time, yeah, there probably would have been things that I wish I had said, but yeah, but I was just fortunate that it didn't turn out that totally. way. So doing the show is a way to express myself and enjoy the whole process. Yeah, it's really nice. By proxy, expressing myself is stress relief, which allows me to heal. Totally. It's a creative outlet for sure. Exactly. There are a lot of things that are tools that help. Mm -hmm. Is there an activity that you find enjoyment in that brings your stress levels down and and would allow you to think about things more clearly or heal? Or is it right now for you all about school and the focus is that? So I think I kind of have gone through a little bit of a shutdown period. I was so burnt out from school and work and friends and family and relationship and all that kind of stuff right and it kind of hit its peak and i really do believe in being like emotionally and physically burnt out so there was just this little bit of period where i just completely dropped the ball on everything that was so important or what i thought was so important and it made me realize that like at the end of the day it's really all about me and how i'm feeling and i wasn't happy and i that should always be or at least i don't want to say comfortable but I think that I really wanted to create a vicinity and a space for myself, and I still do, where I can walk through life and just feel okay. Like, okay with what I'm doing, what I'm saying, how I look, how I'm presenting myself, what I'm putting out into the world. And so, yeah, it's been been crazy, and it's Mm -hmm. been kind of, I guess, recently more so about picking the ball back up and like oh shit okay well i do have school and i do have work and i do have friends and right. i do have family right. and i have all of these other responsibilities because i went through this little bit of a burnout where i just completely went dead silent you know yeah. so now it's a matter of picking things back up and dropping things along the way that maybe don't serve me as much as i thought they did shed those things genuinely shedding and so i think for me journalism and being in that school for me has been so form-fitting I love writing. I love being able to connect with people. I love being mm-hmm. able to talk to people. And so finding other ways to extend that and learn within it has been really cool. And I really still will always enjoy it. Writing is always like my favorite thing to do. So right. I feel like journaling, if anything, recently, even going throughout that burnout period where I'm like fully shut down and I can't really fully talk extensively to people about right. what's going on right, right. that has been my outlet and like oh, my yeah. saving grace because even if i'm not writing to me i am writing about what's going on and i can yeah. go back and be like this is what happened when i didn't remember you know what right, i did right or, or anything a reminder of, yeah. yeah and i think there are certain traumatic parts in my life where you black out and you don't really remember certain things and maybe it's your brain's way of coping <laughs> a little yeah. bit oh, yeah. but to now be an adult and be able to write down and kind of have a script of, okay, well, that's what was happening that day. And remember those feelings and have this like nostalgia around that certain part in my life where I was struggling or yeah. I was doing really good. And I remember how happy I felt and all that stuff. It's really sentimental to me to be able to look back at it and go, oh, like, and I'm here now, yeah. you know, even if yeah. I'm feeling like a piece of shit and I don't do anything, it's like, okay, but every day is something new. Yeah. That's cool. 
I owe it to myself to learn how to heal properly. Let me just add to that with my sage-like wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that is tough for people to learn when it comes to healing is forgiving yourself. Yes. It's a lot easier to forgive uh, someone else than it is to forgive yourself. I think a lot of people experience that. Totally. I used to have a hard time doing that. And that is something that you kind of realize with age. It's a healing journey in itself is the fact that there's a point at which you do something despicable, but allow yourself the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? I did this. It was wrong but I forgive myself for doing yeah. that. Maybe it would have turned out differently if I'd done this thing, but mm-hmm. I can't go back in time. Do you have a time machine? No, I don't. But I think that... Would you use a time machine if you had one? I'm sorry. No, but okay, you know I what movie either. I watched recently that had me like, oh my God, I want to die. <laughs> the most Uh-oh. like um, eternal sunshine of the spotless oh, mind yeah. where I was like, would I actually get that procedure? No, because the funny thing is that I'm truly a believer in like, obviously everything happens for a reason. Like yeah. in every everything. Explain for the Noras out there what eternal sunshine of the spotless most mind Most beautiful is. movie. I think it's one of my favorites. Essentially... It's about this semi-toxic couple, Joel and Clementine. They have a big argument and Clementine undergoes a procedure where she can remove Joel from her memory. So Joel in the movie is getting the procedure done, same as Clementine, because who doesn't want to erase their ex after they just erased you? Essentially, the whole movie is him finding Clementine and hiding her throughout his memories so he doesn't lose her at all um and it is the most the music score in it is insane i think the part of it that got me was just the idea of erasing certain traumas or certain things from your life when i saw it i initially was thinking about the first person that i think i've ever had to heal or forgive from is like my parents because everybody has their childhood trauma that follows them throughout their entire life Mm -hmm. so i think it forced me to realize that or not even the movie, but just made me realize that everybody is going through this shit same as you. Like, it it was my dad's first time having a kid. It's not like he's going to know everything perfect on what to do and what to say at the right moments. Because just like, I'm a little kid and I'm learning this is how the world works. My dad is learning that he's a dad, you know? And this is what life is like, being a father. And same with my mom. So I think it's a tendency, a human tendency to get really like victim complexy in this where it's like how could they do this to me instead of seeing it from an altruistic perspective this is a whole operation going on and you're just a part of it i think one of the things that's empowering is realizing your role totally it's a lot more empowering to say that i can do this or Mm -hmm. i impacted the situation When we say, I was just a cog, Mm -hmm. that seems a little passive. Why do that when you want to have impact, you want to take responsibility for what was done or whatever? Do you think there's a balance? Depending on the situation, but I feel like in the terms of being like a kid in a relationship with your parent, you are a part of the machine because you aren't necessarily leading it or, you know, you're following, you're obeying. So there comes a certain point in your relationship with your parents where you're old enough to have a say and old enough to kind of clap back. And so you become the machine itself, you know, like I think right. obviously, but I, but as a child, cogging the as machine a child, is pretty, it's pretty spot on. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. But in your older age, you don't want to be a cop. Oh, you want to be absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
it's almost people pleasing in that way where you're not really part of it. You're not really not part of it. You've got right. one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. And I, I'm not that type of bitch. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> either I'm the one driving the car or I'm the one throwing myself out of it. Like a hundred percent. Guys, I said it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they probably had to punch themselves like four times now. Yeah. Don't bring it up. I can't. Don't bring it up. It's just funny. Okay. We should okay. have like a tally mark at the end. Or have a sound cue whenever you yeah, say Yeah, do like a fart noise or something funny. Back to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet and Mark Ruffalo. And one of my favorite directors, by yes. the way, Michael Gondry did a lot of really interesting videos. Cool. He got his start in doing music videos. I have a whole DVD of his videos and they're so creative and that's kind of... He's awesome. Yeah. He killed this movie. Yeah. I love the, like, everything has a mean. Everything that is placed in the movie has some sort of meaning to it. The music is great. It's so good. Did you see The Science of Sleep? No, I didn't. Maybe I need to. that was also supposed to be a really interesting movie. Oh yeah, Be Kind, Rewind. These are all Michael Gondry movies. I'm sorry. You got me on the Michael Gondry kick. No, he's great. Now I just feel like I need to get further immersed because his that was his like big blockbuster hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. People fucking love it. He has all these, like Eternal Sunshine is an interesting idea. And you take that idea and then you build a story around that mm-hmm. idea. There was also a movie that he had that was called Be Kind Rewind. Mm-hmm. The whole premise is there is a guy who has a video store that he is watching and something happens and all of the tapes, like some sort of magnetic thing happens Mm -hmm. and all the tapes get erased. Mm. What the characters do, they shoot very short versions of the movie that cover the whole thing of the movie, but they go out and they film them on the tapes. That's so funny. For these things. And that's, yeah, Be Kind, Rewind. It is a silly sort of- Now I need to watch it. But it's a concept kind of thing. That's where I think Michael Gondry is brilliant, is like he'll take a concept and build something around it that's just- It gives things more meaning. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Science of Sleep is also one that's a little more serious that you might want to check out. The Green Hornet? What? He did the 2000. 11 Green Hornet? I don't even know what that is, to, oh, to well, be honest. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be so real. I don't it's know. It's a 1930s radio program, oh. but it's also, it, it's basically, uh, t- you know what? Let's not talk about the Green Hornet. We'll learn about that Goodbye, later. Goodbye, Green Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> Methods of healing and ways that we try to heal. One of the things I think of, are you familiar with the caduceus? No, what is that? That is the medical symbol Okay. Where you have the two wings and then the two snakes. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. That is. I've um, seen it before. I just don't know like anything about it. What's really interesting about that, and it's also associated with Hermes. Mm -hmm. That is where it's connected to, but it's actually wrong. It's not. Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) It's it's what we associated with medical profession. But there is a similar symbol that is actually what is technically. The Hermes staff is more focused on commerce, although we in the U.S. have associated it with medicine. Yeah. But it's a commerce thing, which you don't really 
commerce and medicine are kind of like oil and water. Complete opposite, yeah. But, but you know the symbol, right? Yeah, that, I've seen it on like ambulances and stuff. Exactly, exactly. And, and technically, it should actually be the single. It's a snake coiled around a stake, which is actually called a rod of Asclepius. It is just a rod with a single snake. You see ambulances with that on it. I've seen it with both. With yeah, both. the second one is more yeah. prominent. Yeah, the second one is more prominent, and it's uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's, it's one of those symbols that was associated to the medical industry in the in the 30s, but really it shouldn't it shouldn't be the okay. single snake, Has which is called the rod of. Like rod of death. <laughs> no, it's not the, not I'm the kidding. rod of death. It was a joke. <laughs> that sounds like a wrestling move. <laughs> the rod of death. The rod of death is now approaching. Medical and medicine. You think of healing by association, right? Because yeah. those are our healers. The rod of Asclepius is what should be associated with medicine. The rod of Asclepius in Greek. The rod. The rod of Asclepius. Okay. Correct. Correct. Okay. Not. Caduceus, which is the two snakes, okay. the, the, the Hermes. Um, <laughs> rod of death. The ra- <laughs> That's a different rod entirely. Let's stop thinking yeah, about rods. Rods and cones. You know what rods death. and cones are? Of death. Rods of and death. cones are in the, in your eye. Oh they're, my God. they're the receptors, the rods and the cones, the back of the... Anyway. Okay, so, so, so many tangents happening right now, Ben. I'm going to be so <laughs> honest. Uh... But anyway, I found it interesting that something that's associated with medical things and healing is wrong, is mm-hmm. the wrong symbol, right? Mm-hmm. The caduceus. And I never knew that before I did some research on it. Mm-hmm. It should be the route of the Asclepius. It actually is caduceus. I don't think anyone's ever going to. Yeah. And nobody's going to change it. They're too lazy. Well, it's already recognized it's as branded. the symbol. Yeah. Right? That's the thing with symbols. And it's also the thing with definitions of words. People misuse words i misuse all words the all the time my favorite example is literally literally is one of those words where because of the usage of the word literally it also means figuratively it's everywhere right it's not actually literally when you say literally you're meaning figuratively which is part of the definition of the word literally but it shouldn't be you tell them ben yeah figuratively you all suck and maybe literally i don't know i i am not a part of their love life so who knows <laughs> um we're not going to talk about rods either oh my god so um, the rod, rod of death the rod of death rod of death <laughs> my gosh this show maybe i should you it's know, always our should, episodes that are just like unhinged. Well, I think it, rod look, of death. Look, look at the people involved. Here. I know two <laughs> two cats. <laughs> We're two cats. We're channeling the cats. Two cool cats. Do you think of band aids? Ew! I used to. I was like one of those weird kids that would like cover up my whole body with band aids and like show up to school for attention. Oh, okay. I'm a Leo, so gotcha. I I like literally would like oh I cut myself and then I would <laughs> pretend oh, like oh poor Amaya. why do you have band-aids all over your fingers I just love attention like especially then I was an attention whore my parents weren't giving me enough so okay I had to okay. I had to aid it yeah when I think of a band-aid I think of like a fungal infection to be honest now because they're because they're gross they're like it covers up a paper cut for a day and then you have to let the paper cut breathe and the idea of a band-aid on top of like a bigger issue is 
temporary. Okay, so you think it's more of a covering mechanism? I think it's less. a covering mechanism. I think it's like, yeah, instead of a wound that needs to be healed. It's, it's a protection against. Yeah. It's not... It allows healing to take place because it keeps the dirt and the other Yeah, let's imagine stuff. you got shot. Let's imagine you got shot in the chest. I don't want to imagine <laughs> like, you got shot in the chest. <laughs> Would a Band-Aid fix that? No, maybe maybe some stucco. <laughs> Cement. Get, get, get a trowel full of stucco and just... You should put some like glue on it. Yeah. Oh anyway, my God, guys. Um, <laughs> We could go with some spackle. A I cock don't know. gun. A cock gun. Caulking. Caulking yes. gun. Caulking. Yeah. Put some caulking in it and you should be Let's, fine. You'll be fine. Just stick something in. <laughs> stick that rod of, of death in there. Caulk it all around the ends. And then and walk a, go and walk to work, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do your hot but girl anyway, walk to work. I mean, I mean band-aids <laughs> is a thing that I think people think of when they think of healing because you've always been told to cover that mm-hmm. so it doesn't... So, but it's not really a method by which we heal. The body heals, yeah. right? That is something that allows the body to heal. And uh, what I wanted to talk about as far as the misnomer, the, the, you know, the, the definitions we were talking about earlier. Yes. I think healing happens personally. You can't have someone... Do it for you. Do yeah. it for you. Although there are all these images and all these things that we talk about where... People in the medical professions are healers, Mm. but who is responsible for actually healing is the self, right? So they're helpers. Yep. (laughs) They're not really healers. Yeah. But we still refer to them as healers. What do you think about that thought? I... Being being the daughter of a doctor. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I don't even know where to begin with that because it's interesting for me. Yeah, it is interesting, I think. I think that like being a healer as a profession is really cool, Mm -hmm. but it's also I've just heard so many stories from my dad and I've seen how it's impacted him emotionally, too. Right. It's really taxing on the body. And Mm -hmm. I think that the body I was reading this book, it's called The Body Keeps Score, and it's basically about trauma and basically veterans coming back home from like, you know, Afghanistan or right. like Vietnam mm-hmm. and their kids would be playing with a baseball and it would like freak the fuck out of them because they think like it was a gunshot, you know, loud right, noise right. and it would freak right. them out. And I think but that we're like, also talking physical, 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 and mental. physical and mental, just the body. Where do you feel pain when something anxiety ridden happenings happens to you? Right. Some people feel it in their throat. Some people feel it in their chest and some people feel it in their stomach. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your body has a natural response to something that when you're uncomfortable, it's going to react appropriately. Right. So you right. can either choose to ignore it absolve it or change it i don't really know it depends yeah. on who you are it depends on your situation yeah but i i don't even what was the initial prompt that you asked it's so big it's a tough sort of thing but the thought that i have is when you heal you're responsible for your Yourself. own healing yes no one else is responsible for your healing they can aid you mm-hmm. they can provide you with the tools and the know-how, even operations, your body is still self that's healing. Yep. It's not someone else that's healing you. Your body does the healing and that's it. It's, yeah. Um, Also trauma responses too. Like, for example, when in the beginning, how I was talking about me shutting down uh and me turning off. Right. Like, it's like the fight or freeze type thing yeah. where nobody really knows until they're in that moment of like, oh shit, something's going on. Right. <laughs> and I, I do believe that people do have the natural capacity to want to heal, 
But so many people take it so many different ways, yeah. and it does change who you are ultimately at right. the end of oh, the yeah. day. I think that's fundamentally. A, yeah, that's an excellent point, and it should. Yeah, it should. That's I mean, the point should, of it. That's the point of life. Exactly. I mean, you know, we 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 live day to day, and we want to grow. Yes. It may or may not be a part of healing. Growth. Yes. Growth is different. I think. I think that part of. Yeah. Healing it, allows us to grow. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the different types of healing, physical, emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual, and social healing? Generally, uh, we've got those four types of healing. Spiritual can be, you, you talked about the different spots, and some people would call chakras. Yeah, we were um, talking about that earlier. in that, uh, some people would call that a spiritual healing mechanism. Yeah. Others would call it medical or <laughs> say that there's science behind it. Yeah. But I mean, that is interesting. It depends on the person you're talking to for sure. But I do believe that healing, it's different things happening at once. Right. So I don't know. And I think most people do that. But it's like, okay, something something bad happened to me and I want to fix it and I want to change for myself, not for anybody else, but for myself. Okay. I feel out of shape. I should probably work out more. I don't eat enough. Maybe I should start making myself breakfast and going and doing that. Oh, I need to work more because I need money. I'll pick up a couple shifts. It can happen little by little or it can happen all at once. But it's about like those little choices that you make for yourself that ultimately add up to who you are as a person at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm really lonely and I've been home all day and I need to see somebody, but I, I'm not really in the mood. Oh, OK. All of my friends are going out. Am I going to go? You know, and instead yeah. of being like, I really want to go, but I I don't feel like I mentally can do it. Being able to push yourself and go do it. I think yeah. I used to be like a really big extrovert or what at least I thought I was. And then I got older and <laughs> I was totally like, an extrovert. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to break it to you. You are an extrovert. I don't feel like I am sometimes because you know I get very like introverted in the way that I like process things. Well, I here's, guess. here's the thing, too. I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I think of myself as introverted. I like my alone time. Yeah. I like doing things alone. If I go to the coffee coffee shop and I'm working on something, I'm focused on it. I can talk to other people. I just choose to. Not to, yeah. In in cases where I choose to, I'm perceived as social because I can start a conversation with anyone. Yes. Is that what I prefer? Not always. No. And I think that's the perception is sometimes if you're social, you're one way, but it doesn't have to be that easy. It's not not that easy, right? I think I get socially burnt out very quickly because I get really in my head about, am I doing enough in this conversation? Am I interesting enough? Am I being heard? Rather than like, I'm just existing and people like talking to me and that's normal. And I, I think it that's an insecurity thing that I think is based really common. Yeah. It's really common for a lot of people my age too to just feel like insufficient in relationships or, you know, am I adding enough to this? Yeah. Anything really. But I find myself a lot of the time, I think the main idea of like being an introvert might've sprung from this idea of like, no, maybe I'm just comfortable being by myself. Like, (laughs) is there anything wrong with that? No, I don't think so. No, Cause sometimes I'd rather if everybody's going out and getting drunk, Okay, you guys can go do that. Have fun. Like, I would much rather lay in bed, hit my pen, write in my journal and pass the fuck out. And then, okay, I'll see you guys and get coffee in the morning. Similarly, I think one of the things that I realize, you know, I am by myself. Do I feel lonely sometimes? Yes. Do I want a partner sometimes? Yes. But I'm happy in the situation that I am most of the time. Mm -hmm. 
and I don't think there's anything wrong with being single. No. But yeah, I don't always feel happy in my social ways where I just hang out by myself. Not always, yeah. but I don't think that that is, you're living on a spectrum of emotion anyway. Totally. And that spectrum is valid and good. Being single doesn't necessarily have to be, I just feel like it has such a negative connotation towards it. And it, Okay, does it? Sometimes it does. I mean, sometimes it does. Yeah. It does. Like having been in a long-term relationship, I looked at being single and this is unhealthy, obviously, but I looked at it as like, I'm alone and that's fucking scary. Right. Because being in your 20s and being alone is fucking scary and it's overwhelming and it's like your whole, everything around you is moving and you have nothing that feels stable. Yeah. And so I guess moving into this new era or I guess, you know, trying to build my own independence, it is really like, damn, I really am the same person I wake up with every morning and the same person I fall asleep with. It can suck and I can make it suck for myself by viewing it depressing, but right. it's actually really nice. Yeah, it depends on your point of view, right? It really depends on your point of view and it depends on like who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm-hmm. If I'm surrounding myself with shit people, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like shit. Right. Uh, if I'm surrounding yeah, myself exactly. with people that are independent and are strong and are capable of going throughout the day and not, you know, you can feel lonely and there's nothing wrong with sitting in the loneliness, but letting it control and alter your day, you know, yeah. that's that's yeah. not fair to yourself and it's not fair to anyone around you. Yeah, and it's also something that can change. Everything changes. Something you can change by getting yourself out there or talking to people or whatever, making connections. Yeah. You can do that. But it's also a matter of are you at a point where you're feeling comfortable to where that's that's okay that you're single? I mean, you made a very accurate point. When I was in my 20s, relationships Uh, my thought was similar. It was like, if you're not in a relationship, maybe there's something wrong. Yeah. Uh, But as I got older, it's not necessarily that. No. For me, I don't feel like the need, would I like to? Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's another thing. It's cool to see two people fit together in some way. Yeah. Conversationally, emotionally, sexually. I think when you bound yourself to something, sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be, inhibiting and it can be like it can breed for a lot of issues with confidence and like self-worth especially in your 20s and i think that being in your 20s part of it is being alone and figuring out who you are Mm -hmm. and i think that like especially for somebody in your case it's so nice that you're so comfortable with being single and independent and doing your own shit and having your own life to where a relationship is an addition, not something that you absolutely need and rely on. Yeah, it's not a necessity. A lot of people my age are in these like long-term relationships or in, you know, a situation where it's like, I can't live without you. And it, you should right. never, ever <laughs> feel like you have to, you are bound to one thing because anything, can, nothing lasts forever. Right. At the end of the day, it's just you. So if you're looking in the mirror and saying, oh my God, this thing could never leave. It's going to leave one day. Or maybe, you know, something right. will happen. Oh yeah, where yeah. I mean, it, it is, Life gets fucked up. The human condition <laughs> is you live, you die. I mean, that's what happens. Totally. Period in a sentence. Yeah. So at some point you are going to grieve. You're going to be sad. You're going to be a part of other emotions. Like I said, a spectrum. Yeah. It is a spectrum of emotions. But if you can be comfortable with that. It can be liberating, even healing. Healing, guys. Uh, I think that, too, like astrology and like tarot and all that shit that I'm into, like it has been 
such a comfort to me because I mm-hmm. feel like similarly to like religion for a lot of people, yeah. it gives it's you something spiritual. to, yeah, it gives it's you something to healing. believe in. Yeah. It gives me not necessarily like a purpose, but it gives me something to kind of like, this is nice. And I feel like I have something to lean on when things get tough. And so when I'm journaling and when I'm doing all of this for myself, mm-hmm. it's nice to look at the spiritual side of it yeah. and almost feel a little bit of comfort in it. A big part of that, I believe, when you said that, I thought faith. Yeah. Faith is something that allows us to heal. And hope, too. Because yeah. I don't yeah. necessarily, like, personally, like, I can get high off of the idea of hope. So I guess kind of giving myself a little bit and enough to dream, mm-hmm. but hope that for myself that everything will be fine. Like, yeah. literally everything's fine because I'm me and that's cool. Be realistic with your hope. Uh-huh. Right? Nothing too crazy because... Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be the master of the universe. Like, uh... I'm going to be... I hope. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Do you want to switch to video games? Or you got anything else that you want to bring into the... I don't know what else there... What else were we talking about? The types of healing. I think oh, we touched yeah. on it. So we were talking about medicinally. Uh-huh. And the fact that some people do use medications and that kind of thing. Yeah. I have nothing against that. I wouldn't not try it. I think it's really interesting now that microdosing mushrooms has become more socially acceptable into like has the healing. Yeah. Have, I'm I'm an old man. I yeah, don't know what a lot the of heck people, this stuff is. Well, mushrooms like can be used in a way where, you know, it's holistic if you're you're looking to use that as an outlet. Take a little bit in the morning and then go do something that lights your fire and then it's right. like it becomes this creative outlet. An experience. Yeah, it's an experience. I mean, there's all of these different types of things that so many people nowadays, my generation, have opened up the door to, or maybe not opened up the door to, but just have experienced more or tried to experience it more. And it gives so many people the perspective and the want to, like, try things to better themselves. I don't know. Also interesting seeing how many people are, like, in the gym and like trying to work out and better themselves and you know advocating for other people to do the same it's like there's so many different routes i feel like that so many different people can take that it's interesting to me every generation does have those sort of drug related experiences to kind of broaden your your scope do i partake no i don't desire that no i think i've got enough (laughs) i've got enough weird shit happening up here and you're like, no thanks. <laughs> Where I don't really need that. I mean, I've got natural acid. But anyway, yeah. But you, you mentioned that with the microdosing mushrooms. I immediately thought of Timothy Leary. I don't know if you ever. No. Timothy Leary was a psychologist that advocated for psychedelic, psychedelic drugs. Psychedelic drugs, And this yeah. is like back in the 60s. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where it's LSD. Um, that That's was. Cool. People still drop drop acid. I I think. Have you ever done acid, Ben? No, I have no. I have lived vicariously through my brother. He's done all of it, and you just hear about He's it. He's done all of it, and that's okay. He can just tell me about it. <laughs> he has a really interesting story about one time where he and his buddy were driving to California from Bakersfield to San Francisco. Okay. And they picked up a hitchhiker on the way. <sighs> this girl. She said, "Hey, are you going to?" san francisco they said yeah they were just driving in and she said i've got some acid do you want to drop Holy now shit. and then when we hit you know where i live oh we'll be peaking and that'd be fine and we'll be done driving and that's you know whatever so they all dropped acid and then got to her apartment she was dating this artist that made this 
Have you ever seen the movie Alien? No. Are you familiar with Geiger? No. <laughs> it's like, I believe you, though. But it's <laughs> like these metal monstrosity. Think of like the most scary-looking aliens, <laughs> terrifying-looking things. Mm-hmm. That is staring them in the face. My brother said, I just wanted to do one of two things. I want to get out of there, or I wanted to beat the crap out of this guy one for creating this stuff. Yeah. And so it's like there are certain conditions that if you take sort of psychedelic drugs, you want to make sure you maintain or else you'll have a bad trip. Yeah, acid is one of those that scares me. The visual aspect would freak me out a lot. And I also just already struggle, same with you, like mentally. So it's like I wouldn't want to throw off. I already got like an imbalance of hormone, all that shit. Why would I want to make it worse? And why risk it? No, it's it's interesting, um, though, to hear about because I have friends, obviously, and they have done it. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm totally okay with hearing other people's experiences on it. I wouldn't necessarily do it, but that's interesting to hear about that study where with LSD and using it in a holistic sense. Yeah. There was a big sting. I mean, you know, there were all talk in the 60s, 70s, 80s was about gateway drugs. And, that's crazy. And how marijuana was bad. Like in the 80s, it was like, oh, marijuana is a, yeah. you know, a gateway drug, which means... <laughs> You smoke it and then you're going to do, do every hard drug known to do, man. Yeah. You're going to do heroin or crack or whatever. So funny. Which may happen to some people. If that does happen to someone, I think the problem lies more with, with the person and not yeah, with the with, substance. With the being, but with the being, having an addictive sort of personality. Yeah, yeah. Being very susceptible to becoming addicted to stuff. Yes. You know, I think that's more the issue. That's there. like an, a, a disease. Or I, I try to refrain from looking at it as like an addictive personality because I've just yeah. seen so many alcoholics in my life and drug right. addicts. Right. And for me, it's like it's an illness. It, yeah. Same as bipolar and all of that shit. It's not fun. It's not right. something that right. somebody wakes up in the morning and goes, yeah, this is the first thing I want to do. It's like they feel like they have to. Navigating that That's is their, part of their healing journey. Yes beautiful boy did you ever see that movie with timothy chalamet and steve carell no it's based on a true story about this guy named nick chef who is a heroin addict okay and just this entire movie about the dad and son's relationship and how the son is doing drugs and and, you know his in and outs with being in rehab and Mm -hmm. obviously like timothy chalamet is in it who's like the most beautiful man ever to exist And so the movie itself is really good, but it makes you view. I mean, if you haven't had any sort of experience with an addict, it opens your eyes to the fact that it is like an illness. It is genuinely like it could happen to anybody, whether you're rich or poor or anything. It's like you're... it's seriously awful. So it's a comedy is what you're saying. Yeah, it's comedy. Everybody should watch it. I laughed my ass off. I literally, I literally laughed my ass off the whole time. I'm kidding. It's, I know you it's are. A drama. Okay. <laughs> it sounds interesting. It, like it's a, really one of good. those interesting movies. Yeah. Really good. Uh, about the journey of, of, an of that addict. person. You know, and sometimes those end badly. So it's like yeah. you can kind of. I think it goes same with the healing process too of the idea of there's going to be moments where you fall back. Like, right. Really There's fall back. Downs. There's so many ups and downs, and you don't know where you're going. You're like a tadpole in a huge pond. Let's go into video games. Okay. You said, and this is a really cool game that you played, Unpacking. Unpacking. Yeah. Yes. Um, when did you uh, play this game? Me and my friend played it for a little while. He was starting to play a little bit more than me. Okay. And so I was introduced to it through him. I think I played a little bit of it, but I loved the idea of it and I loved the it was really cute and I thought it was really cool. Developed by Witchbeam. It came out in 
I want to say 2021, 2022. Recently, um, yeah. Yeah, somewhat recently. Yeah. It is a game that was designed by Ren Breyer and Tim Dawson. This game is essentially about, it's a meditative sort of thing where you're putting away stuff. Yes. Right? You move from one place to another and it takes place in various decades mm -hmm. and you follow this person's life through those decades. Their, yeah, yeah, through those decades, through the objects they unpack. It, there's sort of a puzzle element to it mm -hmm. where you've got to put the, you're not putting the toothbrush in the kitchen or no. you're not putting the, you know. And it is cute to see like the same objects and some new things come in each yeah. house. It's like, oh, like, yeah. you know, because part of life is moving. You yeah. Know? And, and you mentioned the whole shedding. Thing. Yes. You know, that's part of life and it's part of growing. And then also with the different things it has in there about. Did you play it all the way through? I didn't, but I okay. admired it as my oh, friend was playing okay. it a little bit okay. more. So I kind of did. If you catch the story, there is a relationship arc. It follows this person through their life in each decade. And there are meetings and then there are breakups and, and there are horrible depressions. And there's moving back with the parents and then, all you know. All of that. But then it kind of ends on a happy note. Mm -hmm. It tells this story of this girl and her journey through life yeah. from 1997 to 2018. That's sweet. It's really a very... Is I it on it was the a, Switch or what, where can I get it? You can get it, on, I think, on all platforms these days. Windows, Mac OS, Linux even, if you're so inclined. That's fun. Uh, it's on the Switch. It's on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I need to get it. But it is a fun, it's a very relaxing puzzle. The idea puzzle. of it is very soothing. Yeah. And that's part of the gameplay is relaxing, right? Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so unique the way it tells the story through the objects that you place. You know, there's certain things where if you've, you put up a picture of the boyfriend, right? Yeah. That you broke up with. And then when you do that, it's got a big like tack through it on oh, his face. Oh, yeah. You pick up little things. <laughs> you pick up little things like that. And you're like, oh, shit. The game. It, it's telling you the story. What happened? It's telling you that there was a breakup and it's doing it in a way that's interesting. And you're, mm. you're, you're telling the story through a different method than you would normally yeah. do. So I thought it was a very that's awesome. That's really cute. Game. Yeah. It won a few awards for sound design yeah the i remember the music design. being like really oh, yeah. nice yeah and even even the unpacking is the noises of taking things the, out of the yeah, box yeah cardboard and all putting that things down was very accurate the yes. whole experience was very very relaxing yes won the 25th annual dice awards outstanding achievement for an independent game in 2022 won the australian game awards they apparently are australian i'm guessing interesting yeah uh, I love that though. Studio based in Brisbane, Australia is Witchbeam. First conceptualized by Ren Breyer when she moved in with her partner, Witchbeam co-director Tim Dawson in early 2018. Interesting. So that's how she discovered that unpacking hmm. and she began thinking about how you can tell a story, story that way. throughout it. Yep. Very cool. Very cute. Yeah. Everybody needs to play it. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely, if it's your cup of tea, it's very then relaxing. Then just go for it, yeah. It's very, I mean, as far as most games, it's not, you know, it's like probably, I don't know, four four hours tops, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how you play it. 
I played it in spurts. It would just be like, I'd pick it up and play it's it there, for about 30 minutes yeah. and then put it down. It's that kind of game that you can do that with. So that is the case with unpacking. Mm-hmm. When you were watching it, did you catch the story that was I being did. told? Or? I did, because I remember seeing the teenage room and then, you know, yeah. she moves into her own place. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really remember that much stuff after that because I, I just remember the end, that part. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a, it is a happy ending. It's, it's really sweet. And they did put in some extra stuff. They added a mode where you have to reverse. So you have to put oh. everything in place where it isn't supposed to be yeah so you got to put all your bathroom stuff in the kitchen in the kitchen but i mean you're still fitting objects where it needs to go you're doing it in reverse and there's sort of a sequence i don't know if that tells a story i would be interested if that tells sort of a backwards like a, a shadow realm story something like that yeah very interesting unpacking check it out it seems like something you'd want to i'm like ios but, but I mean, they I know I figured out. it would be like on a phone or I feel like that would be cute too. Just yeah, to, I think they should. That would be really nice. But right now it's like the major, the major, the major big guys, big yeah. guys and the switch. Yep. Switch is one of the big guys these days. You can't tell me that the switch having the sales numbers that it does is not one of the big guys. People. It is to, huge. It is. It's huge. It is. And you can get anything on I mean, playing Minecraft on there is perfect. The, is that healing for you? Yeah, I think so. Recently, I have been like kind of getting into it. It's really fun. So my you, little brothers are obsessed with it. So I kind so of. So with Minecraft? Yes. And so it's like my friends were too. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll start playing it. That and Sims. Very right. big comfort uh-huh. games for me. Yeah. Same with Animal Crossing. I could I always talk always talk about Animal Crossing whenever I'm here or with you. Well, but that's but, that's, <laughs> but it's I like mean, it's a comfort game. Yeah, exactly, and that's part of, part of the healing. Yeah, is, is, is you know dealing with the pressures of day to day life by maybe engaging in a little escapism, something fun, something to relax you, take you down a notch. Yeah. For me, those games change. What I have been playing for that recently, Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. which is essentially you're taking down robotic dinosaurs with a bow and arrow. That's pretty that cool. That is the game. Did you ever play Last of Us? Yeah, I didn't. It, it's not my kind of game. <laughs> no, yeah. too much. Have you watched the HBO? Yes, and I have played the game a yeah. little bit. It's uh, crazy. The first or two, or the second, or both? Both. Any thoughts on the second, the way the... <laughs> I mean, I don't know don't... how they're going to handle that. This is, you know, no spoilers, but I don't know how they're going to handle that situation in the television series. I have no clue either. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. If they if they do it at all, right? They probably, they have to, right? I mean, if they want, I I don't know. If they does want it an piss you off, Ben? Does it, it does, make you angry? No, 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 it doesn't make me angry. <laughs> I just, and, and plus the way that they presented it in the game, as far as The Last of Us 2, I think they flipped it. They should have done it in a reverse the other order. Way, yeah. Instead of playing a character that you don't have any connection with mm-hmm. first, that kind of it's it sets you up. It right? reintroduces I, the I, whole game yeah, in a different way. Right, right. I agree. I think it may have had more impact reversed because you play through from your perspective as a character that you already know, mm-hmm. and then you get this extra viewpoint. From someone else, another character. And that's kind of like, okay, well, let's see if they have a story 
that justifies this whole thing. Justice is a huge thing, and like the whole eye for an eye thing is alive yeah. and well in yeah, The yeah. Last of Us. And oh, I yeah. think that you mean HBO or yeah, both, both? Both games. Both know. games. And so I feel like, as much as it's not necessarily preferred, the switching of the roles, I feel like the whole idea of it is to give you alternative, alternative perspectives to show you how fucked up the whole thing is you know i I just think they made the wrong decision in putting oh i agree abby section first in in last of us two you're thinking adversarially against abby the entire time because she's not someone that's introduced as a you know what i mean positive person there is just a negative light towards her i agree i mean i just think it would have been more interesting to do it the other way and then also the story would make more sense to you but but anyway it's fine it is what it is yeah we have no control Um, did you ever play any mmorpgs no i didn't do you know what an mmorpg is i've heard of them before okay but I've never, I never really played them growing up. I, Sims was like kind of my gotcha. healing thing because um, my mom would play it a lot. And so I okay. would like kind of take over her worlds and like play them. But it was, it was like our little bonding thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I might've played. Rock band was a big one. Oh God. Yeah. I was like crazy on the drums at eight years old. Like I would like memorize each song. Yeah. Like maps from the yeah yeah yeahs. I oh, like yeah. that was like my shit. So <laughs> love that. I didn't get all the instruments for the PS4 oh version. Oh my god, of I it. made my mom I get just them. have the two the guitars. guitars. Yeah. So, so yeah, the drums were my shit. If yeah. somebody were to give me them for my birthday, I'd like literally I'd die. I'd pass <laughs> out. Cause in my head, as the eight year old, it would be like, Oh my god. Talk about healing. That's a that's a I very would love to learn how to play the drums. If that was part of my healing process, that'd be so like that would be so cool. Yeah. I'd be down. You said uh, working out too. That's another That's another Huge. one of those things. You use exercise and doing physical things to help you heal in that process. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I also use music a little bit too. Oh, I yeah. love music and I love finding new music. I've been having a lot of fun with that too. I have great friends that have introduced me to new music. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag as far as one of my future guests, which I don't like to do because who knows what's going to happen in the future. It is a show that is called My Weekly Mixtape. Brian Colburn is a gentleman I met through social media. We followed each other's sort of shows. Mm -hmm. It's like it's one of those things where you follow other people's shows and they follow yours. Yeah, it's just um, fun. Yeah. And he asked me for a follow on one of the new shows that he's developing, which was my weekly mixtape. So cool. And he's generally more my age. Mm-hmm. You, the kids today, think of them as playlists. But people in my age, we used to do this on cassette tapes yes. or CDs where you would organize the tracks in such a way that sort of told a story. There yeah. was a meaning to it. It wasn't like a lot of playlists... You just what, throw shit in there. Yeah, you You're not throw, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You throw your favorite songs on there and then you shuffle it and then that's it. They just play, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is sort of the whole process of the show is he has a guest and the two of you will make a mixtape together. I think we're going to do New Wave 80s. That's cool. I think that's the one that I, sounds that like we so much on. fun. Now because I just want to do that to all of my playlists because I will just for real throw the most random songs in each playlist and well, you, la, 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 yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, that's also with the whole process of doing it on a cassette tape, right? Mm-hmm. You have to think about it. Usually, when you're recording it, you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. 
So in the process of, you know, it's not like even like with CDs, it's like, okay, I want this, throw it on there. That was one step that was different. You didn't have to listen to the song as Mm -hmm. you were making the mixtape. That was part of the whole experience back in the day with the cassette tapes. You are listening as you're creating it and it kind of inspires you to kind of, it's a lot easier to be inspired is what I'm saying. Because as you're creating it, you have a general idea and you go, okay, what's the next song that'll fit into this? You're making an album almost. Exactly. Exactly. Really cool show. Cooperative. Another really cool thing about this, my weekly mixtape thing is you, they created in a tape form, but then he creates a playlist that you can access through the, my weekly mixtape website. So You've got the show, which is the podcast piece. Yeah. And then below it, you can play the playlist that they created together. Yeah. So it's it's really kind of an interesting... I thought it was really clever. That so, sounds really cool. And I'm I'm really happy. I think that that's going to be a lot of fun for you, too. Oh, yeah. That sounds really I mean, cool. I'm going to have him on the show, and we're going to talk about mixtapes mm-hmm. and how they relate to video games. But yeah, that's... That's so cool. Really, I know. Yeah. Now, don't spoil it, either. Like, okay. yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Healing. Talk about healing. I think, healing. I think that, that that was something where you processed back in my day. I've made mixtapes for friends. I've made mixtapes for road trips. I've made mixtapes for people I'm interested in romantically. Yeah. I never gave them to them kind of thing. It was a way to process it's a and therapeutic heal. outlet. Yeah, very therapeutic. For sure. I so. have all of my like healing songs, you know. It's oh, yeah. interesting too that like some music has certain tones. Like mm-hmm. that, that are healing. Like there's an artist named like Jane Eichel who is like, oh, yeah. she has all of her songs have a certain vibration mm-hmm. that it has like healing effects or healing properties to it, yeah. which is like super cool. Cause who's in the studio thinking of music like that? Not a lot of people, no, you know? No. So I, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. So uh, I'm sorry. One last thing I want to talk about as far as healing in video games, which is weird healing mechanics, game mechanics with healing. Mm-hmm. There is a phenomenon, which is my favorite one for some reason. It's floor chicken. Yeah. It's just chicken that, you know, you hit open a, a thing like a, a barrel. Yeah. And then there's chicken right there. Yes. And then you eat it and then you heal your character. It's like, just stupid yeah just crazy (laughs) it's weird Mm -hmm. and then there's you know like various variations wall chicken but whatever all it is is just floor chicken is just food appears on the floor yeah that's funny that's very weird that's very odd yeah and i don't know exactly the first floor chicken (laughs) game uh floor chicken four coming this spring yes wild uh, there's a three second. No, there's no three second rule, but there should be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to eat chicken off the floor. Roasted chicken off of the floor, please. Oh, could you just serve that on the floor for me? Yes. No, no, exactly. That's exactly how I want it. <laughs> just drop it right there. I like my chicken. Dusty. <laughs> Can you put it in the corner? It. I actually need something to like. Hey, no yeah. one puts chicken in the corner. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh I mean, it's sort of a joke. It's kind of like the whole floor chicken thing. I think you could kind of go back to any kind of RPG from back in the day 
where you defeat an enemy and they drop food, right? Okay. Or you defeat a thing and they drop food. That's goofy. Yeah. I mean, it just, it makes, it sort of makes sense that they drop health things, but why does it have to be floor chicken? Yeah. Maybe it's just goofy. Maybe things just need to be stupid now and then. Maybe. (sighs) That's healing. Sometimes being stupid is is healing. Stupid is exactly what you need to do to just learn. Just just unwind, be goofy. Be stupid. As long as you're not hurting anyone, more power to you. (laughs) Let's wrap up the show. Your last thoughts on the word heal. I think we've come up with a couple of very valuable sort of lessons and things. But what what do you have to say about the word heal to close out the show? Heal is beautiful. Everybody goes through it and everybody has their different things with it. Heal is is great. I'm avoiding using healing because the word is heal. Right. The word is heal. But I mean, healing is a a variation of the word. And I think... Just putting ing at the end doesn't change the okay, word. You're right. Yeah, you you're can right, right. you can use heal and healing. Yeah, you know, the well, word being heal, but part of the journey of healing is necessary. Exactly. I think that's what I have to say. Healing is necessary, and if the more you avoid it, the harder it's going to hurt to not heal. You know, yeah. and you got to do it. Everybody yeah. has to. One of the things that you pointed out: the returning to the ground state, uh, as you will. There's a new if you state. Will. There's there a is new no. One. Yeah. You well, I mean, you return to a state, but it's not necessarily the same, same one. one. So you're healthy here, and then something happens, and so you have to process it. But just as you're processing it, things are going to change, and you may not be in the same spot that you were before, and that's okay. Never again. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, the yeah. new normal. Right, the new normal. The new normal. Um, the last thing I want to say about the word heal is uh, uh, what I was reading was reading up in the Oxford uh, languages page it something that just struck me as funny which was uh, it's a tip <laughs> heel is sometimes confused with heel and heel oh my god like h-e-e-l yeah h-e apostrophe l-l so Oxford is just doing so much for us, you guys. That's a great, that's a wonderful Oxford tip. is so smart. Why don't you just say you can figure it out by using context clues? <laughs> you can figure that out by not being dumb. Yeah. You can do that too. <laughs> read. That too. Yeah. Read. Read. Heel can get misinterpreted for read. your ankle. One of the things that my aunt does to heal or to unwind or to de-stress is reading. She People love reading. She is a voracious reader just like my grandmother was, just That's like fun. my father was. I am more of a video game player. Yeah, I'm I more like my of interactions. A, yeah, um I I do read a, a little bit if someone says you should read this, I, I'll read it, but it's for me, the part is the figuring things out that, that's mm-hmm. my enjoyment. It's not reading something and then trying to piece together the story. Yeah. Although I have had books that have helped me through things. I but like reading and writing. Reading, I think I like to you know, read and, you know, then yeah. scribble down what I think about it and then writing is a reflect good, it. Writing is a great way to heal yep. art, expressing yourself in some way. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, it's a way to go back to a point in time you look at your journal, you reflect on that and what lessons you learned. Yep. Look at that painting right there, yeah. right right up there above above Mango. I put that out there. It meant something to me. It, there's memories associated, associated with, with it. it yeah. And it is, you get it out of your system and you move on and that is healing. That's life, so, yeah. 
So anyway, on that note, thank you so much, Amaya, for joining me on this episode of the Too Vague Podcast. Thank you, Ben. This I is fun. It. We'll do it again sometime. Totally. And don't be a stranger. A hundred percent. Totally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make me get out the doom. Uh, the st- never the, again. The, the, what is it? The doom stick. The the, the stick of doom. Stick of death. The stick of death. death. Stick. Yeah, the death stick. Oh my God, we're going to hell. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. My name is Ben. My name's Amaya. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye.